Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Dreamer Podcast. Today we have a very special guest with us, Rich Devini. Uh, Rich has 20 years of experience as Navy SEAL officer, he's retired now, uh, but he has done great service. Uh, also, he's a consultant speaker, facilitator, and a, and a debut best-selling author of The Attributes. Uh, welcome to our episode. Welcome to this new brand episode, uh, Rich. Uh, thank you for joining this podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, Awesome. Uh, Rich, we're going to talk about dreams on this podcast. Everyone has a dream. A lot of people follow their dreams and fulfill them. A lot of people are not able to fulfill them. There's always something lacking, a motivation or the process or anything like that. Tell us about your very first dream of your life, like right from your childhood or teenage, like what was your first dream? Wow. Um, well, so I, I don't know if I can remember my very first, but I'll try to give you my earliest. <laughs> and that was, I think, when I was in school as a teenager and my brother and I really wanted uh, a car and specifically a Jeep. And, um, and so we just kind of, uh, we dreamed about it. We, we, we kind of set our intents. We started working, earning money and, um, and then through several uh, conversations and, and, uh, and, uh, and some convincing with my dad, we actually were able to find and get ourselves a Jeep when we were seniors in high school. And, um, and so and that was back in we bought it in like, I think in 1989. And I still have and drive that car today. So it's, um, I, it's kind wow. of, a, first of all, it's one of my favorite cars, but it's a reminder of one of my very first uh, dreams and and accomplishing that goal. So wow, wow, that's, that's pretty amazing. Uh, you're a retired Navy SEAL officer. Tell us yes. about that. When did you realize that you want to become an officer? What was that process like? What are the biggest challenges of your life to achieve that? Yeah. Well, so that started also when we were we were kids, and I actually I started out. My brother and I started out wanting to be pilots in the Navy. We wanted to be pilots, and and we figured the Navy you could fly fast jets and land on ships. We both loved the ocean, so. It was kind of a combination of both, and it was um, it was the early '90s when I learned about the Navy SEALs, and I realized that there were these guys who, gosh, it seemed like they did everything. They were they did you know they they worked in the snow, underwater, in the desert, the jungle, and they just seemed pretty cool. And um, and that's when I started thinking, well, maybe I want to try that. And ultimately. Um, both my brother and I went to school, went to college at Purdue uh, University. I, I was in our ROTC program. And um, when it came time to pick what I wanted to do, I said to myself, well, I, I, I thought I thought I, I knew I could be a pilot, but I, you know, the SEALs, it was such a hard um, and uh, such a hard pathway and such a challenge. I wanted to see if I could challenge myself. So I decided to go that way and um, and yeah, ended up at SEAL training and ended up making it through. And spent the spent the following twenty plus years in the SEAL team. So, um, so it was really a, a cool manifestation of a dream that uh, took a lot of work um, all the way up to 
kind of the manifestation when I actually became a Navy SEAL, but then of course took work as a, you know, as a Navy SEAL. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't done when, when I actually became a Navy SEAL. So, so, because again, we were in a very kinetic uh, time frame with, uh, you know, with September 11th, 2001 happening. Um, I had only been a SEAL for about five years when that happened. And, um, and yeah, it got very, very busy after that. So, uh, so I think it was one of those, it was one of those dreams that you, you set for yourself, you work very hard to get, um, but then you rec- you understand that it also takes work to maintain. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people have to understand about some of these dreams, you know, whether, whether it's being a singer or a best-selling author or a Navy SEAL or whatever it is, right? There's the work and effort to get there in the first place. And then there's the work and effort to maintain and, and keep it and hold on to it. Um, and the, and, and, and there, it's different types of effort and work, but they're both very important because, uh, because that's that's, you know, that's part of the it's part of the journey is to is actually work in that in that dream. So, you maintained that dream for twenty years. How were you able to do that? High pressure situation, live or die situations. You have seen a lot of things. How do you do that? Well, I mean the you know the. I think that the, so, well, first of all, you, you train, you train to, to handle high pressure situations. But I think the, if I were to, if I were to kind of boil it down to a concept that can be translatable, the way you maintain a dream, whatever it is, is you stay humble and you uh, understand that, you know, mastery of anything is a journey. It's not a destination no matter how good you are or how good you get, there's always something to learn. There are always going to be people who are better than you. Um, so you have to find those people who are better than you and you have to model them, you know, and, and I, I've, I've made it a habit for most of my life to surround myself with people who are better than me um, because it's always, and it's not, it doesn't come from a, from a self-deprecating way or, or any, any, you know, um, uh, hit on my self-image or self-esteem. It's really just so I can always um, have things around me to reach for and have things to aspire to and be able to look at people and say, hey, that person is so good at this. I want to aspire to be that good or, or to get better. And so it's kind of this, it's, it's a very positive type of comp- uh, competition where you, where you find people who do things are they just do things better than you and you say okay this is this i have something to learn you know and it keeps you humble and i think humility is a huge part of that right right surrounding yourself with people who are better than you who do things better than yourself and uh, being that humble like maybe if we are doing something wrong or if there's something we can do in another way being able to ask them i think uh, you put it that very well uh well, and that includes, by the way, that includes people who are younger than you as well, because sometimes you think sometimes you think that age with age comes experience. And that means you're you become somewhat of a guru. Um, excuse me. Uh, but uh, but the idea is that you're going to you're going to experience people. They're going to pe- be people who are younger than you and less experienced, who, mm-hmm. in fact, are better than you, <laughs> you know, and and you shouldn't. You shouldn't be intimidated by that. You should actually get excited about that, right? Because because I remember seeing SEALs come into the to the SEAL teams who are younger than me, officers who are younger than me, 
And I remember thinking, man, these guys are so much better than me and they're younger than me. They're, they're, and I said, I can learn from this person or I can bring this person and help them uh, aspire and become even better. You know, so I think, I think it's getting excited about those people, whether they're older than you or younger than you, rather than being intimidated. Wow. Wow. Were you to name any of those people whom you admired? Um, well, I mean, I, I tried to, you know, growing up, I tried to read as much as I could. And I think, I think there's, there's probably so many different people that I, that, you know, it'd be hard to understand. It'd hard to be kind of name them out, but I think, I think reading as much as you can, uh, researching as much as you can, um, finding those people who, who, uh, write about, who do things, who have advice, who have thoughts, um, and really asking yourself when you do that, what, how does that mean? What does that mean for me? Because there's so many people out there giving advice and so many people with, with, um, with things that they want to tell other people. And so you yeah, really have to sift through it. And I think, um, I think part of the, part of the, uh, the process is to look at those, those people, those authors, those, those, um, uh, those business folks, those mentors and say, okay, is this someone who, kind of has all of those things, or at least most of those things I want. So, so an example would be someone who's not only successful at their business, but also has a great family life and great relationships with their friends, you know, um, versus just looking at the, the, the guy or gal who's great at business. Cause you just don't know if that guy or gal is just great at business, but their family life is miserable or their, their relationships are miserable. Then they're, they're not, they're not doing everything you want to do. You know, you want to say, well, I want to do this, but I want to do it in, in context of my whole life and in, and congruent with my whole life rather than just one thing. And so, so for me, um, especially when I was inside the SEAL teams, I would always look at those Navy SEALs who I felt were really phenomenal, spectacular Navy SEALs, but they also were phenomenal, spectacular husbands and fathers and, and friends. And so they, they had everything in balance. And so that's what I, Kind of looked for so i think we all have to make our choice and say what are those things that i really want and look for those people who model a lot of those things uh, versus just the one right now that's amazing because in these times when everyone is so much influenced especially teenagers are so, so much influenced by instagram influencers and everyone has something to say and as you said you know it's just not what they are saying but it's very important to pay attention to who is saying it and had the greater context about that person as well. Yeah. And once you resonate with that person, uh, the values of that person and the life that person he or she is leading, and then you follow that advice. So I think uh, very well put. Another question I have for you is in your 20, 25, 30 years of dreaming, what is that one thing which you have realized that I wish I knew this right from the beginning? So the greatest learning. Oh boy, that's a that's a great question. Um, and I, I I what I don't want to do is I don't want to dodge the question, but <laughs> I want okay. to um, I want to you know I do want to make sure I emphasize that um, that the I look back on those things, those lessons I learned, those mistakes I made, and 
And I look at them and I never, I've never said to myself, I wish I hadn't made those mistakes or I wish I could go back and change those things because those things, those mistakes were, were essential processes in the pathway. I mean, the fact is in, when you're in, in the pursuit of any dream, um, it's going to be tough. There's going to be challenge. You're going to stumble. You're going to fall. You're going to get hurt. And, and those falls and those, uh, those bumps and bruises are an essential part of the process because they allow you to learn, grow, and change your approach and gain knowledge that you wouldn't have otherwise had to help achieve that dream. So, um, so it's a difficult question for me to answer because even when I think about things that I know now that I didn't know back then, I, I say to myself, well, it's, it's good that I didn't know them because I wouldn't, or it, it, because had I known them, I think my path would have been different. I think, I, I don't know the, the pathway is part of the, is part of the, the beauty of the whole thing. And I, and I say that, um, uh, I would say, I would say go into any dream and pursuit of a dream with an open mind and curiosity and, um, and, and all the grit attributes and all the drive attributes that you need, all these attributes, um, and then just start, start working towards it and know that along the way, you are going to make mistakes. You are going to, you're going to fail. You're going to fall. You're probably going to get hurt. Um, but, but that's the process, right? That's the, that's why, I mean, we, none of us learned how to ride a bike without falling once or twice, right? I mean, it, it's just part of the process. And so I think that's the beauty. That's the journey that we have to enjoy. Um, and so, so relish the journey. Right. Basically being self-aware that this is the process and I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to learn from that. And that's yeah. completely. And maybe, be... and, and maybe that's what I would tell myself is, is, is to help myself understand that sooner. And so that I, so that I relish those sooner. Um, maybe that's what I would tell myself. So after your retirement, uh, you chose to be a speaker, a consultant, tell us about that life. Yes. Um, well, I, so part of, part of the pursuit of any dream is you have to be willing to step out, uh, step out over and beyond your edges. I call them your edges. They're like, you know, we all, we all kind of know, we all have this, this ring around us that we know it's all, it's all a, it's all certain. We know our boundaries, we know our skills, we know all this thing to, 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 to explore our potential requires us to go beyond our edges and to do things that make us uncomfortable and to do things that we haven't tried before. And so I knew coming out of the Navy that I was interested in, um, I was interested in writing. I was interested in talking about ideas. I was interested in talking to people. I did not like uh, public speaking at all. I, 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 in fact, I hated it. <laughs> and oh. so I said to myself, well, that's probably an edge I need to conquer and um and pursue and so that's what i did and i i got i uh, got i was able to, to start doing some work where and that work put me directly in front of people speaking and directly in front of people teaching um and in situations that i didn't really like and made me uncomfortable and made me nervous and um and that that helped and so and so i did that for a couple of years as i kind of thought about um so the idea for the book and it kind of matured into my in, in my in my system and then began writing. And I would say writing even, I mean, I love writing. I've always loved writing. So the writing part wasn't that, 
it wasn't that difficult, I think. But when you write something and suddenly it gets out into the world, I, I know for me, there was definitely a, an immediate sense of nervousness because <laughs> suddenly, suddenly my ideas were getting out there and I was like, okay, there it is. Um, but that's part of the edge part of that's part of that exploration. So, um, so it's been, it's been fun and it's still, by the way, just for everybody, I'm still, I'm still climbing, I'm still working it, you know? So, so this is not, I'm certainly not, I'm at the very beginnings of my, of my next goal, which is to be an author and, and build a company and things like that. I'm at the very beginning. So I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you. I'm in, I'm in the process of, of, of the of the long hard climb which is which is fun right i want to take a step back over here i wanted to talk about a very important thing when you were deployed in iraq and afghanistan and uh, the things probably you have experienced over there and all of that stuff did you ever think to quit your dream that i had enough of this and this is the time like were there, were there any weak moments for you? Like, and if they were, how did you battle it? Yeah. Um, well, you know, again, I, I would say my time in Iraq and Afghanistan were times that I was, I was, I was maintaining and I was maintaining my dream. And I, I mean, I, when it comes to, when it comes to war, I mean, yes, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. Uh, and you know that, you know, going to, going to war is part of that job, but I would not say war was, was fun <laughs> at all. I mean, that is not, it's war, war really is bad for everybody, you know? And so I think, um, so I think uh, in those times, I, I recognized that this was, this was part of the job. And, um, and part of my job was to do that and execute that successfully and safely so that, uh, so that a, those, all my teammates could, 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 uh, could survive and come home alive, but B, we could actually help uh, perhaps get, um, uh, make the world a safer place, you know? And so, and so I, so I think it, it was a little bit of that, that, you know, kind of helped me, um, stay, stay focused, um, um, in the times. So if we back up though, if we talk about those times when I was becoming a seal, I mean, there were certainly a lot of lows during that time. And I think when it comes to those types of lows, uh, an understanding of your outcome, and a, and a firm vision of your outcome is, is necessary. So I'm a big, I'm a big believer in visualization and visualize your outcome, visualize where you want to be, um, and understand that. Um, and I think that helps when you're in those kind of trenches to say, okay, uh, you know, and so here's a good example. I don't know. I don't, you know, rock climbers are a great example of this and I don't climb because I don't like heights, <laughs> you know? So, uh, even though I had to jump out of airplanes so many times, but I don't like heights. Um, but a rock climber, um, when, a, when, a rock, when a rock climber is looking at the, the, the face of the, of the cliff or the mountain that they want to climb, they will kind of do a quick analysis and say, okay, I think I'm going to go this way, that way, that, and they'll, do a, they'll just put together a map out a quick plan. But every, every rock climber at that point knows that they need to start climbing, okay, to, to figure it out. And as they climb, they're going to realize as they climb that their original plan is not going to be the same thing that they use going up because they're really looking for the best foothold and handhold. And so as they're making that climb, they're, they're looking for these new footholds and handhold. Well, sometimes they recognize that the next best foothold or handhold is actually like over to the right and down, which means they have to go down to find the next best foothold and handhold, which means that for a moment, they, it seems like they're going away from their goal, 
even though they're still you know moving towards it and that's that's how it goes with any goal when we're when we're when we're in the we're, we're on the journey towards any goal um, we are going to have to recognize that sometimes we're going to have to do things and make moves and make turns that feel like it's taking us away from our outcome. Um, but in, in fact, it's just, get, it's just allowing us to get a better foothold and handhold. Um, sometimes in that climb, you're going to lose sight of the, of the, of the mountaintop. I mean, of the, of the peak, right? Because you're going to go into valleys and go into, you know, underneath ledges and, and so sometimes in the pursuit of our goals, it's going to feel like we lost sight of the, of, the, of the peak, of the top. And it's really important in those times to have that mental image in your head so that you can always understand and know where you're headed. So I always say be resolute in your outcome, uh, but be flexible in the approach. And I think that's what we have to remember going towards goals. Amazing, amazing. A lot of learning from that experience of yours. Uh, your new book, your first book, debut book, The Attributes, came out. Uh, please tell us about that. What's the book about? Where did you get the inspiration to write about it? Yeah, well, it's um, it's 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 pretty it's fairly congruent with what we're talking about because I am really interested in uh, what I call elemental human behavior. So, um, so what are those? What are those things that? Uh, allow us and, and, and cause our behavior in those most raw moments, you know, and we always hear when, when things are really tough or challenging, the real us shows up. Well, I'm kind of like, okay, who is the real us? Because, because that's really what we want to know about ourselves. If we want to, if we want to understand how we can perform and especially how we can perform um, in stress, challenge and uncertainty and then pursuit of goals. And so, and so I had been running a form of SEAL training. It was a specific assessment and selection program for a SEAL team and, and realized that I had to separate uh, what are known as skills, you know, kind of performance skills from these innate qualities that kind of drive performance because they get conflated. And so, so the book, uh, and, and, so, and so I kind of did that work when I was in the SEAL teams. And when I got out of the SEAL teams, I was speaking about high-performing teams to businesses and things like that. And a lot of these businesses were coming to me and saying, hey, Rich, we're forming up these dream teams, um, best salesperson, best graphics designer, best whatever. Um, and they're, they're, they're good for a few days or whatever. But as soon as things go sideways or, or the environment becomes uncertain, the teams are turning toxic, right? They're, they're falling apart. Why is that? And I said, well, because you're selecting your teams based on the wrong things. You're not selecting them based on these innate qualities. So the book is really about attributes. There's a difference between skills and attributes. And while skills are, are learned and they're not inherent to our nature and they direct our behavior, they tell us what to do in certain situations. Here's how to and when to throw a ball or ride a bike. Um, and they're also, because of that, they're very easy to assess, measure, and test. Um, they are not what tells us how we're going to behave in stress, challenge, uncertainty, when the environment's uncertain, that's when we lean on these innate qualities, these attributes. Our attributes are innate. We're born with, we're all born with levels of adaptability and resilience and things like that. Um, and then they tell us, they inform our behavior. They tell us how we're going to show up in a, in a certain situation. Um, and they're hard to assess, measure, and test. It's challenge, stress, and uncertainty that, that show them the most visibly and viscerally. And so in the book, I describe the difference, and then I describe these key core attributes that, um, that we all have, we just have different levels of, um, that drive our performance. So what are the attributes that, that uh, make up grit? What are the attributes that make up drive? What are the attributes that make up leadership, team ability, and mental acuity? And the book really highlights that. And the book is really, when you read it, 
it's about the reader. It's not about Navy SEALs. It's not about super high performers. It's really about the, it's about you if you're reading the book and, and how you can kind of deconstruct and kind of um, figure out your own engine and figure out how you behave and then improve about on those things that you may want to as you as you pursue goals. So I'm going to ask you a question. I know it's pretty uh, rough, but what are the five key attributes to become a successful dreamer? Ah, yes. Um, okay, so there's so there's the dreaming part, and then there's the there's the pursuit part, <laughs> right? So so I think the dreaming part um, doesn't take much. The dreaming part takes open mindedness, and the dreaming part takes curiosity. The dreaming part takes a little bit of narcissism. I talk about narcissism as an attribute, okay? And um, and and narcissism, yes, uh, you know, too much is bad, you know, because it's, there's a disorder. Uh, right, but um, but narcissism basically is the is the desire to stand out, to be recognized, to be to be adored, right? And so on on small levels, a little bit of narcissism can allow us and 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 prompt us to 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 in fact create these audacious goals. I mean, why does someone want to be a a, a a famous singer? Why does someone want to be an author? Why does someone be want to be a Navy SEAL? Why does someone want to be a top surgeon? Well, part of that reason is because they want to be special. They want to stand out. They want to do something that not a lot of other people do. That's a little bit of narcissism, right? So, so I think those are the ones that, that, that come into play when you're actually creating the dream. When you're executing, when you're, when you're in pursuit of the dream, that's when you have to lean on the grit attributes, which are courage, adaptability, resilience, and perseverance. You have to lean on a lot of the other drive attributes, which are self-efficacy, um, discipline, um, cunning, um, and then if you're, when you're working with people, uh, you have to lean on the leadership and team ability ones, which are empathy, decisiveness, selflessness, um, humility, integrity, conscientiousness. So I think all of those come into play in the pursuit part of the goal. Um, whereas those other ones I previously described come into play in the dreaming part of the goal. So it's, I think there's two phases there. Wow. Awesome. Your, so your book came out, the attributes, uh, would like to tell all our listeners and viewers, the book is available on Amazon and uh, everywhere else. Please go give it a read. It's an amazing book. We're going to link that in the description as well. Uh, we're going to link uh, Rich's uh, social media handles in the description as well. Please go and follow him as well everywhere. Uh, Navy SEAL, author, consultant, all of that. What's your next huge dream? You spoke about starting your own business or a startup. Tell us about that. Well, yeah, I think I think I'm in. Uh, I'm I'm still in the beginning stages of this dream. This dream, right, which was to write a book and build a business around it. Um, because I think the I think this attributes concept can really help a lot of people. So the so the dream is let's get this information out to as many people as possible so that they can it can help them pursue their dreams. That's really the that's really the that's the next goal. Now I have, I, I certainly have other goals mapped out beyond that, which would be, you know, to, to create more business to kind of, I'd love to, I'd love to, um, uh, to kind of help other people explore their potential even more. I love the environment. I love space exploration. I love all that stuff. So, so there's, I have, um, you know, you, you don't only have to have one goal. You can have multiple, although you just have to make sure you're, 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 you're focused in on um, one or maybe one or two at a time, so you're not <laughs> you're not overwhelming yourself. So 
Um, so yeah, build this thing out, get it, get help as many people as possible, uh, generate something that really helps people. And then, and then after that, maybe write another book and, you know, and, you know, help even more people and learn and meet cool people like yourself in, in that process. Right. So I think that's, that's, uh, and all by the way, also be a great, great husband and father to, to my wife and kids, <laughs> which is probably the, the most important. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, just as we close this up, we are still in the middle of a pandemic and dreaming has become much more difficult as well in these times. Uh, a lot of people have dreamt of a different life before the COVID thing and now a lot of dreams have been affected. Uh, of course, there are a lot of new opportunities as well and we don't know what the post-COVID world is actually going to look like and how it's going to affect individuals. What are your, what's your message to people who are still struggling these times? Yeah. Um, the message is that we, we all have inside of us what it takes to get through challenge, stress, and uncertainty. Um, and if, we're, if we don't think we do, then look at 2020 and pat yourself on the back because we're all still around. <laughs> you know, if we're listening to this, right? We're all still around. So, so some of those same things that you used to get through 2020, you can actually use to get through the next uncertain time frame. Um, we all, you know, uncertainty and challenge is a part of life. It'll always, it'll always exist. So, so the only thing we can be certain of is that there will be more uncertainty and challenge ahead of us. And I think to understand ourselves and understand our own makeup and our own engines um, is one of the best ways for us to confidently step into every day and the future, understanding that even though we don't know what's going to happen, no matter what happens, we'll figure it out and we'll make we'll, and we'll perform. Now, it may not be pretty, <laughs> okay? It might be ugly and it might be tough and it might be challenging, but we'll still figure it out. And then, oh, by the way, there'll also be times that are blissful and wonderful and and um and awesome right so but that's life but life is up life is a, is a sine wave it's a series of up and down and, and it has to be that way because the ups feel great because of the contrast of the downs right we all know this you know you can't i mean you know um you know something that something you know candy will taste sweet the, the sweetest after you eat something bitter right i mean that's that's how it is it's the contrast whereas if you eat a lot of candy then you stop tasting the sweetness. So, so we can't have lives that are just great all the time because then, then it won't feel great anymore. It'll just feel normal and blah. So we have to honor those contrasts and uh, understand that they're inevitable and, um, and know ourselves in a way that allows us to show up confidently. I, I absolutely love the line when you said, we have it inside you know, to go through this. Whatever it takes, we have it inside. That's an amazing conclusion to this podcast. Thank you so much for being with us, Rich. Uh, listeners, please go and read The Attributes. Looks like an amazing book. I'm going to read that right now after the podcast on Kindle. So please go and read. Uh, thank you for joining us, uh, Rich. Uh, if there is anything you want to speak, uh, tell us, please go ahead. No, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure and I appreciate your support. So. Awesome. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon then. Another podcast, another book. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs>